So it's time to hunker down in order to win this fight. So tonight, I am issuing a stay home order to fight this virus. This is Washington's stay home, stay healthy order. That is the voice of Governor Jay Inslee. And this is Stacy Julian with episode 65 of Exactly Enough Time. podcast is about being present. It is also about playful creativity and other things like curiosity, happy colors, and connection. I am a storyteller and I love to interview interesting people and talk about what they do and why they do it. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. we're friends, so I'm just going to be honest with you. I am super done staying home, okay? (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. I am 100% supportive of my governor and your governors and all government officials that have asked us to do everything we possibly can to flatten the curve during this worldwide pandemic. And this is why I am especially excited about my guest today. Her name is Kara Newhart. She says, I am a color and prints obsessed DIY queen who's here to help you create a beautifully lived in life through home design advice and chic DIY tutorials. You guys, Kara is my brand new friend. You've probably heard of a man cave before, but have you ever heard of a girl garage? (laughs) Probably not, right? Well, that's why you need to stay tuned because we have a lot to learn from Kara. She's going to talk to us about how she transformed her garage into her very own studio and workshop. Kara is creating a community around the goal of curating a space that helps us grow our crafty sides so that we can DIY and design spaces we truly feel at home in. So if we're going to stay home, let's work on making our homes a true reflection of the story we want to live. Before I share my sit down with Kara, I want to read to you a review on iTunes from T. Scrappy Tams titled Exactly Right For Me. I know this is a rather one-sided statement, but I feel it is true. I feel like I'm listening to my friend. I want to congratulate Stacy Julian on a well-thought-out, well-produced, well-conceived podcast. I really enjoy listening when I get a chance. The messages and discussions of Stacy's podcast are well thought out and executed with care. I am a big fan of exactly enough time. With thanks and a grateful heart, Tambor. Okay, Tambor, here's the truth. We're absolutely friends. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you especially if you'll take a few minutes and go to iTunes. You can do it right in your podcast listening app and leave me a review. You guys, the message that we have exactly enough time to do and pursue the things that are most important to us 
is such a powerful message and it's one that I want more and more people to hear and to enjoy. So thank you so much for those reviews. Okay, you are going to love Kara. If you've ever wanted to paint a wall in your house or just do something to a room or a space to make it a stronger reflection of who you are, I think you're really going to enjoy getting to know Kara so that you can follow her in a variety of places and learn more from her in the future. <laughs> okay, so I have Kara Newhart on the line. And you guys, I just met her like... 10 seconds ago. Yes. <laughs> I just said, <laughs> I said, let's hit the record button. We're both podcasters. We can do this. I just know, I already know from just doing a little bit of investigating that she is an incredibly fun and colorful person. Kara, I'm so thrilled to have this opportunity to interview you. Yeah. Well, Welcome. thank you for having me. I'm so, so excited. Yeah. So this is what's happening so far in my world today. We are in the midst, as you know, of mm -hmm. this pandemic. My family takes about three walks a day. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. on the walk, I said to them, I said, okay, I'm going to interview this girl that I do not know. So yeah. give me some questions. <laughs> so brace yourself, girl. Okay, good. I'm ready. <laughs> Here are the questions from four family members. Number one, what color is your toothbrush? Oh, that's a hard one. It's actually like purple right now, which is weird because I normally try to buy white ones so my counter doesn't oh. look as cluttered, but yeah, it's oh. full on purple. <laughs> I already love that. I already love you, see, because the fact that you just said the color of your toothbrush makes a difference in your bathroom because I'm yes. all about getting the right color of Kleenex box. Like yes, I will go to yes. multiple stores. I'm like, I don't mm -hmm. want the goofy yep. floral patterns. I want <laughs> solids. I want stripes. I want, you know, yeah, that's so funny. That. Okay, next question. You're doing so good so far. <laughs> if you... Kara were a kitchen tool <gasps> which kitchen tool would you be not even making mm. these up straight from my kids that's a tough one I feel like I I'd know. be okay I have this wooden spoon but then the handle is like gold on the very end like metal mm, yeah and I think I'd be that because I'm mostly kind of earthy down to earth very useful practical but then there's a little bit of like <sighs> glam flashy little bit big. of sparkle <laughs> yes. yeah like some some ad I'm gonna add some value to this yes yeah I love it I love it okay <laughs> next question would you rather would you rather have a pause button meaning you could pause any moment in time and just relish it mm -hmm. or would you rather have a rewind button I want to just like Ooh. back up and redo that again oh this is a good one I yeah. know um, I was so impressed I feel like I'd rather have a pause button because I'm not very mm. good at like living in the moment. So I think maybe that would help me slow mm -hmm. down. Yeah. Mm. Pause button. It. Yeah. I love it. Okay. And this is from my cute little Addie daughter. She's 12. And um, I already know that this is going to be hard for you to answer. But here you go. She's <laughs> like, what is your go-to order at Cafe Rio? Oh my gosh. I'm pretty sure you don't have a Cafe Rio. No, so we did. I actually moved from Denver to Houston and we used to. Oh. And when I was pregnant, that was like my go-to place. There you That's go. So She's going to be funny. so happy. Yeah. I liked the pulled pork quesadilla with okay. cheese, like full on not healthy. I think that that's what so. she gets. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you have a fast friend in me and in my daughter, Addie. Yes. I love it. My okay. sister's name is Addie, so that's even more fun. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. All right. All right. You've passed the flying colors. We can Perfect. proceed. So, <laughs> so Karen Newhart, just I would love you to introduce yourself to my listeners. Tell me who you are and what you do. Absolutely. So to give you some context, um, we have to go back to like me growing up. So I grew Perfect. up very creative 
very like encouraged to be making things and being creative in every aspect of my life. Um, my mom is literally, if Pinterest was a person, it would be my mother, like so artsy crafty. She's a kindergarten teacher, like very colorful and sing-songy. And then my dad was actually a realtor and contractor. So I grew up where my high school job was installing electrical outlets and like crawling around in hot attics. While like all my friends had these cool retail jobs with like fun discounts. I was like sweating, learning how to yeah. use a drill. So um, yeah, that's kind of like my background that really kind of set me up for DIY, but it's not something that I got into, like the home space. Um, towards college, I was pushed more towards business and ended up going into corporate um, in oil and gas finance, a very, very oh. specific <laughs> corporate job. Um, very different. From very different. Yeah. Yeah. And it was something that I was really good at. So, you know, and it paid really well. So it just kind of seemed like the direction I should go. But very quickly became, I realized that it's not really a place where creativity is encouraged. Like I would wear colorful pants and everyone would comment like about how, or like a pink lip and everyone's like, whoa, like, what are you dressed up for? Like, I don't know, just trying to live my life, be colorful. (laughs) Um, So yeah, slowly kind of made the transition. I started a fashion blog kind of on the side, which is so, so funny now to think that's how it started. But I Uh just needed a creative outlet. I needed something that was colorful and unrestrained and somewhere I could play And so slowly but surely the fashion, I started adding lifestyle stuff and then eventually added like some home content and I clearly hit the nail on the head. Um, That's exactly what my audience wanted from me. And I just found that sweet spot of somewhere where I like really enjoyed talking about it and teaching about Mm -hmm. it, but also like it was helping people. It wasn't just about me anymore and like, here's what Mm -hmm. I'm wearing. It was more about like, let's help you. And maybe if I show you what I'm doing, we can like grow together and learn together. So now I get to do this full time. Um, I have a blog over at Never Skip Brunch and that's like full of DIY tutorials, very hands-on, like let's make a project. And then I have a podcast called the Make Space Podcast. And that's a little more like mindset stuff, design strategies and hearing from experts. So that's where we're at today. Well, and that's what I've been listening to this past week, getting yeah. to know you through oh, the Make fun. Space podcast. So it's been really fun. I hear your voice and I'm like, oh, that's my yeah. friend Kara. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, that is fabulous. And so let me just ask you, who who is Michelle? Michelle reached out to me to connect the two of us. Yeah. Um, is she just a, like a PR person or is she a personal friend? I'd love to know. A little of both. She started out okay. as just kind of helping me um, book podcasts, but I've been on her podcast and we're... Um, connecting on social media, so slowly becoming really good friends. That's just awesome. Yeah, I was, I was just like, yes. I mean, I, and I, my podcast is only just a year, a year ish old, <sighs> and so I've just started to get some emails, people asking about interviews, and most mm-hmm. of them. I read the email and I'm like, mm, no. Yeah, same. <laughs> you know? I know exactly that. Like, mm, no, I don't think, like, because they'll say something like, oh, I love your Instagram feed and, you know, your podcast and they talk about an episode and then I read the pitch and I'm like, mm, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I got Michelle's and I read it and I'm like, yes, this yes. girl, yeah. like, we would get each other. She's colorful. She's into home and decor mm-hmm. and all of these things that I love. So it was my first yes, honestly. I was like, yes, let's yeah. do this. Yeah. I know. I'm kind of even picky about the ones I'm on because I want to make sure it feels like an authentic fit. And I mean, I don't really have anything to sell. I don't have like a course or anything. So it's not like I want to be on as many as possible. I want to like make connections and yeah, just care really. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. Okay. So I want to start here and I don't know, you know, 
you can tell me no. <laughs> but I read something on your website that I was most intrigued by. You are the winner of the mm-hmm. 2019 yeah. Home Depot Orange Take Tank Pitch. Yeah. I do not know what this is. Yeah. So just take me through that experience. So, yeah, it is a um, kind of a program they've set up through the co- a conference called Haven Conference. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's like a huge DIY home decor conference that happens every July in Atlanta. There's tons Ooh. of brands that come, lots of like influencers, designers, um, people that do staging, all kinds of things. So it's a really, really fun conference. But Home Depot has like this competition they put on where they have three different categories and you pitch them your dream space. Um, no and then like they pick winners. You have to like get up on stage and give a presentation and you can bring props. And so, yeah, very involved. But um, I won this past year and was able, the project that won is my girl garage. So I transformed my entire garage into this workspace that's super feminine, like pink and yellow, very cute. We've got a lot of fake plants going on. Like it's not really like a workshop that you probably have seen before. It's like craft room meets lounge meets workshop yeah. so yeah. okay this is this is the funny story because that's I don't know if I went to Instagram first but anyway that's mm-hmm. literally the first thing I saw and yeah. stopped down and I was like what what is that <laughs> yep. and so then the very next day I'm inside kind of working and my husband comes in comes in and he says okay everybody's in the garage we're cleaning the garage mm-hmm. and I'm thinking I don't want to do this right now yeah. I have things that I need to do just because everyone's home all of a sudden doesn't mean mom doesn't you know yeah yeah but we in a little while I went out and I'm like I gotta be a part of this and we did we purged and cleaned and then about halfway through I'm like honey I gotta show you something (laughs) so I pulled him over because I don't show my husband Instagram very often yeah and and I'm like you're not gonna believe this look at this girl's garage and I'm like I really want a a spray paint what did you call it a spray paint paint wall or spray paint bar yeah yeah, because yeah, mine is thrown, they're all thrown in this big bin and I have to pull the big heavy bin up. Yeah, anyway, it, yeah. you've already inspired me Aww. and I totally have an ugly white garage refrigerator that I am yes. totally going to wallpaper. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see what pattern you pick and how it turns out. It's literally the best. <laughs> so now tell me a little bit, like walk me through. So you won the pitch, mm-hmm. but walk me through maybe the process of where did you start when you're like, okay, now I have an empty garage. Yeah. I'd love to just kind of do that with you and have, right. you, have you share that with, with my listeners. Absolutely. So for context, I had to submit like some products that I wanted and make like a mood board for this. So I already had okay. kind of a loose idea of what that was going to look like. But just when I'm designing a space in general, my philosophy is to always start with like function. So I sit down and I make a list of like every activity that I'm going to do in the space. And then I rank them from like most common to like least common. So that really helps get your frame frame of reference so that you're not just like designing a space for aesthetics. You're really starting with like you yes. and how you're going to use it. And then once you have a list of activities, it becomes really easy to be like, okay, well, what furniture do I need for this? And then right. you can start building like a floor plan in a space and plan the space. And then you can move into design and colors and aesthetics. And so I feel like every design decision builds off each other. So when you start there, it's very easy mm-hmm. to like, you know, have it kind of snowball and you're not like mm-hmm. designing in a void. So yeah, for this space, I needed like a huge work table And I really designed it with like content in mind because I am creating so many tutorials. I wanted every wall to be like different and where it could be like a really cool background for a video. So everything is very like aesthetic oriented as well as having like good storage. But 
normally things that you would have out like a battery pack or stuff yeah. I like stowed away to make it look a little more polished. I have like um a lot of pegboards going on in this space. You have like a whole pegboard wall at the back. Yeah, but the pegboard is like shaped like a yeah. cloud almost. Uh-huh. It's so cool. It's not, yeah. it's not square. No, it's, it's pink <laughs> too. It. It's yeah. <laughs> like light pink. Yeah. So that was really fun for me is like, how do I take a space that would normally be like a functional workspace where like you build the furniture out of two by fours and everything's very functional, right. practical. And how do I make it cute where it still works for exactly the same purpose, but it is like aesthetically pleasing. So, And now you want to just be in your garage. Yeah, I do. Because seriously. So where do you find after making this list of activities, where do you find you go? Where, where are you? Where do you gravitate to? I guess it depends on the activity that you're doing, but do you have a favorite spot in the garage? Yeah. So really the table is just kind of the heart of it. I like, it's just the easiest place to spread out, whether I'm planning stuff or sometimes even bring my laptop out and like I'm working out there or making things. It's just such a good space to have like everything out where I can see it because I'm so visual. And yeah, so that's kind of my favorite place to be. I have, okay, that, that leads me to two other questions. So the obvious one and obvious to my husband, mm-hmm. I show him the picture and he's like, where's the car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you live and wh- are you married? And yeah. what does your husband think about the now pink and yellow awesome <laughs> girl workspace? <laughs> so my, let's start with my husband. So he's okay. colorblind. So I hit the marriage. Oh. I can paint everything. I can paint the whole house pink. And he'd be like, oh, it's like darker. Okay. So that's, awesome. yeah, that's totally free and clear. Um, <laughs> I live in Houston. And so okay. we we're able to buy a new build house. Things are so much bigger here than anywhere else. And um, so our garage is really big. So we have space to actually park a car. And then the okay. whole back of it is all mine. The back of it is yeah. yours. So we park one yeah. car outside. Cause I, <laughs> I took a little more space than I was originally supposed to, but uh, yeah, it was worth it for sure. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. And I loved, I loved you walking through the process. I am, my mother went back to school and got a degree in interior design. Yeah. Like after I was gone, I left uh-huh. home, but she sounds a lot like your mom. I think they would have gotten along well. Yeah, so amazing. I was exposed to color and just yeah. DIY my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, she would build bookshelves and just anything she needed. She would yeah. build it. And I have a lot of color in my home. And without fail, people walk in and they go, wow. Yeah. Like, how do you know how to do this? Like, what? Do, how do you know that wall is going to go with that wall? And I walk them over to my kitchen table and I have a Lazy Susan. Yeah. And it's kind of a folk art, super colorful um, thing that I bought. And it's my inspiration piece. Yes. And so yes. I teach, you know, I teach scrapbooking and storytelling and projects that are, you know, that are paper right. more. Right. But I always tell people, start with something that, is like that's how you want the space to feel and I just I point to that and I say all the colors in my house came from that right two foot circle lazy Susan it's so weird but it works so that to me seems like it's kind of a similar you know I I can't say it from a place of you know I've been trained to do this but I have kind of this intuitive sense and that's what I do in each room is I start with something that I find inspiring and I kind of build from there no that's amazing that's literally a tip I give people um but more I tell people to find like a rug or find a throw pillow yeah that has your pattern because those have literally been put together by a textile designer that has really planned out every single hue and really thought this process through so you don't have to build a color palette from scratch like a designer has done that for you you just have to find a piece to pull from and even down to like the ratio like 
what color is the most dominant in the pattern. That might be the color, if you really yeah. love the pillow, that you'll use the most in the space. So that, yeah, that is such good you. advice. <laughs> yeah. I love that because, yeah, because someone who has been trained, you know, and has yeah. that eye has designed this. So exactly. just build off of that. That yeah. does. No need to start from scratch. <laughs> yeah. And so from there, like, do you have actual tips? I mean, starting with that, but like yeah. how, because I still, so many people walk into my home or I just meet them in, in, in the work that I do. And there does seem to be kind of a general, I don't fear might be too strong, mm. trepidation mm. to use color and to yeah. use color in combination. So what are your tips for just building confidence yes. with color in general, whether it's a room or an outfit or yeah. some other project? Absolutely. So I do feel this in a lot of the women that I'm helping every day, there's like an intimidation factor about bold color. Yeah. It's not that they're, yeah. yeah, they want it and they look at it and they see it like, oh, that's beautiful. I wish I could do that. But like you have to understand first things first that like color is a process of experimentation because it totally mm. changes the mood of a space and it totally depends on your personality. So what is perfect for someone is going to be like an eyesore for somebody else. So mm. you have to like accept the fact that like your journey with color starts with you experimenting and being okay with like, okay, I'm going to paint this wall. And if it's the wrong color, we can just repaint it. Like, you can repaint it. Effort, but like, <laughs> it's not permanent. It's really not. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, I've even me, in my, in my color journey, I started, I painted this teal wall and it was like way too bright and I uh -huh. matched it to a pillow. So I really thought I knew what I was doing. But like, it's one of those things where you get to see like your design choice and then like the realization of it in the space almost instantly. So it's a really good way to connect kind of like, when you're DIYing design, be able to see like how your choices play out almost instantly. Uh -huh. But yeah, as far as tips for using color in your space, um, if you're going bold, so my yeah. number one tip is to anchor it with a neutral. You want to make yeah. sure you have a place for your eye to rest somewhere that's blank, that's not, so everything isn't overwhelming. Um, right. So one way I do this, a good example is like if I'm having really colorful curtains, Mm -hmm. I might do like a colorful sheer and then the front curtains are going to be white or cream. So there's mm -hmm. a little pop of like bold pink or teal or whatever, but then they're mm -hmm. very anchored and there's plenty of space for your eye to rest. Um, mm -hmm. Another tip is to ground it with greenery. So if you think about super bright colors, like where they occur in nature and where our eye is used to seeing them, there's a mm -hmm. ton of greenery. Usually it's flowers or stuff on trees, whatever it is. So adding plants is a way to give those bold colors context and make them make sense to your brain. And so love that. Look out of place, it doesn't yeah. look like a kindergarten classroom. It looks more polished. I love yeah. that. And I'm going to say, I have one place in my house where the plants are alive and all of the other plants are dead. <laughs> Meaning not dead. They're artificials. I just want to give people permission that your plants can be artificial because I can't keep them alive. I have too many children to keep alive. I can't focus on the plants. Yes. So I just wanted to say, you don't have to be real plants. You don't have to right. be right against them to bring that into your space. And I do, I do that a lot. And I see that that doesn't maybe happen. Like people, that isn't a natural thing for people exactly. to do. And it's not even that you're like bad at plants necessarily, but like certain plants need a really specific lighting setup, like they're living. Right. So if you have places that you want to put plants where there's not that appropriate lighting, like you're going to have to go faux and it's going to be fine. Like I have some plants in my podcast studio that has no windows. It's like half of my closet. Right. <laughs> so right. It, it, there's no way I could have real plants in there, but yeah, yeah. totally worth it. Um, and then yeah. my last tip is to repeat colors throughout the space. So yes. 
if you put one bold color in a space, like that is where your eye is instantly going to go. So mm-hmm. as long as you repeat it like three to four times, maybe on a throw pillow or a little mm-hmm. bit in the rug or an accessory, that kind of guides your eye around the space. So there's not just like one weird thing that's out of place. So you want to make yeah. sure you're repeating colors when yes. you're going with fun colors. But yeah. I love this. It's so fun because I really, I don't have a design background, but for 20 plus years, I've worked in scrapbooking, you know, in the paper crafting industry. And there is so much about design that is universal. Yes. So I just love sitting here listening to you talk about this. I'm like, I, I do that. I do yeah. that too. And you know, that's, that's just so fun. So here's my pet peeve. And this is total like rabbit hole. So I hear people talk about, well, like that might change the resale value. And sometimes I just want to jump up and down and scream and say, I don't want to sell my house. I want to live in my house. Have you ever heard that? Like have you heard that as a a sort of a reason not to do something? Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think yeah, for some people that does matter. But the other thing is like, you can paint over it. Like you, if you're selling your house and you're staging, part of that process might be like, yeah that's true painting your walls white like in our last house I had this office with two different patterns of black and white wallpaper it was very bold (laughs) and the people that bought our house hated it like she was like can that come down and I was like yep I'm not going to take it down but (laughs) when you buy the house feel free um so but yeah you do have to live in your house you do have to make it somewhere that reflects you serves you somewhere you love being somewhere that energizes you so don't let resale value get in the way of that because I think it's just, it's just interesting to me. Cause I'm like, but what about for the, and, and I guess there are people, maybe you're flipping a home or maybe it is mm-hmm. just a, you know, you know that you're not going to live there long, but I right. still think there are things, so many things you can do to bring color and, and just the vitality that this, the happiness, even, yeah. even when they were painting my kitchen, the workers would come in and they'd be like, this is the happiest house we've ever been in. Right. And it's just because of one color of green. Right. <laughs> really? So I just, there is so much happiness to be had in your surroundings. My happy colors don't have to be your happy colors, but mm-hmm. find your happy colors and, and work with them. Yeah. And on the anyway. flip side, like you're looking for one person to buy your house. So if one person walks in and they're like, whoa, this is it. This is amazing. Like you've yeah. created a feeling that they're not getting in a neutral house because like yeah. you've hit their colors on the head. So really like, I mean, people, someone bought our house and I didn't paint over my crazy blue wall. They loved yeah. it, you know, they or there was it. other people that walked in and were like, oh, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yes. That's just so cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want you to tell us about one other recent project maybe that you're really excited about um, that maybe has taught you something new or that you're just, just tell me about something recent that you're yeah. working on. Yeah. So my, my recent project, I've been doing a lot with scrap wood cause I'm trying to like build at home and work through my craft supply yeah. board that I have. <laughs> right. Um, so I made these bookends that are like quote mark shaped and oh. I stacked up a bunch of plywood to make like a block. And oh. I, I used a scroll saw, which is basically like, um, it goes up and down and it has a tiny blade and it kind of feels the same as a sewing machine actually. Because the oh, blade yeah. is so small, so it feels like you you can cut these really intricate curves, super intricate designs. It's actually like one of the best starter power tools um, mm. you could get, really, if you want to do like home decor stuff, not like heavy lifting stuff. Okay, scroll saw people, yeah. scroll saw. Yeah, okay, especially cool. if you know how to sew, you want to make the jump to power tools. Like this, yeah, it'll be so simple because it's the same motion, the same like holding it down and pushing it and guiding it. It was, it was a project where I really focused on like finesse when normally yeah. my projects are like, go big, go all out. Let's make something huge. <laughs> like my giant yeah. headboard that I made in my guest room. But yeah, this, I tried to focus on like 
really being careful and attention to detail and yeah. I love that. It's fun with DIY that. is like pushing yourself and yeah, going in a direction you don't like doing like like you said, the detail work instead yeah. of maybe what you're what you normally do. Yeah. Okay, so I have this set of questions that I ask at the end of um of my podcast every episode. But before we go there, I want you to just tell people where can they find you? Absolutely. Because I'm gonna ask for a couple images and put them in my show notes, but ultimately they are gonna fall in love with you as I have. <laughs> so where do you want them to go? For sure. So you can find me across all social media on Never Skip Brunch. Um, but the best place is probably Instagram. I try to be on my stories every day, giving behind the scenes looks and really helping guide people through projects. And then if you love podcasts, which I'm assuming people mm-hmm. do, they're listening in, <laughs> um, you can head over to makespacepodcast.com. And that's a great place for just home decor inspo, hearing from a ton of experts and mm-hmm. yeah, getting to hear me every week. Yeah. <laughs> I have real, I truly have really enjoyed just, it's been just a week that, yeah. that I have been on here at New Heart Overload and it's been a good thing. It's been very positive. So yeah. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And it's something that I believe strongly in. I, um, as I teach uh, scrapbooking projects yeah. and, you know, it's, it's just the personal history and your family history, but bringing it out into your home, taking it off yes. of the bookshelf and mm-hmm. using photos and creating gallery walls and yeah. Your space is really almost like a personal library. So Absolutely. let it reflect you and let it tell your story. When mm-hmm. people walk in, they should be like, oh, you know, I'm, yes. it's, it's just a happy place to be. So, so true. I love that idea. I call this people, places, things. Mm-hmm. And so tell us about either a person, a place, or a thing that has your focus right now. And it can be work-related or totally yeah. not. Um, probably a person. It's probably my okay. DIY bestie, Jessie, who is oh. kind of the opposite of me in some way. She paints everything black, like her whole feed oh. is black and white. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Okay. Yeah, but we're like, we're so similar. And um, she's really taught me the value of like community, like having someone to bounce ideas mm. off of. And because for a long time, I was really trying to go at it alone, because I'm very independent. I'm very into like, I can do it. Um, but she's really taught me that like you don't have to do it alone. And I think especially when creativity is involved or when you're pushing yourself to do projects, having someone to really encourage you or help you think through it is like so, so valuable. So I love it. How did you meet Jessie? Um, I actually met her at Haven. We bonded because we oh. were doing this, the Orange Tank competition together and we're both like nervous sweating and like, oh my gosh, I don't know how this is going to go. So I think that That's kind of so bonded cool. us. Yeah. I happen to love bright colors with black and white. Like mm-hmm. my go-to, I love yeah. a black and white game or a buffalo check in yeah. color. I think it can be very grounding. So. It is. That's so it cool. is for sure. Okay. Final question is a fill in the blank. And I want you to just say, I have exactly enough time for, and tell me what you, tell me what, where do you would put there? Um, for happiness, I think. Mm. That really encompasses everything I'm trying to fit into that time square, like family and projects and you know, helping people. I have enough time, yeah, to do the things that make me happy. I love it. Yeah. Kara, it's been a delight to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. And I will put all those links in the show notes and just encourage everyone to go meet Kara and learn more from her. You have so much to share. That's it's so doable. Yeah. And I was I didn't feel intimidated. Sometimes you click over to someone and you think, ah, you know, I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. But yeah. I do feel like it's a, you just have a beautiful, friendly, happy approach. Well, so, thank you so much. Yeah. That's so sweet, and I'm so so honored to be able to. Isn't she delightful? 
Okay, you guys, I really want you to look Kara up on Instagram at Never Skip Brunch. And then be sure to check out the show notes. I've got pictures of her girl garage and links to all of the other things she's doing, including her podcast, which is called Make Space. Okay, remember a couple of weeks ago, I asked you to send me speak pipe messages with just encouraging things that you are observing in your corner of the world. Listen to this one from Sonia. Hey, Stacy, it's Sonia Hortzak again. Um, you asked us to send in some examples of amazing things that are happening during COVID-19. And I thought I'd share two little ones that have to do with my teenage son. Um, you know, he's 10 and he's doing all right. I don't think he fully realizes what is going on. And I think he really enjoys being at home and getting loads of screen time at the moment. But two things happened. Um, at the beginning of this, um, when we were just shutting down the schools and he wasn't going to see his friends, something fell through the door. And it was a bag of candy. Now, when you're 10, candy is the best. So for his friend to put a bag of candy through his door was just like such a lovely little gesture. And it means his friend understands him, knows what's important to him at that time. The other thing that happened um, last week was that my son was invited to a virtual birthday party. One of his friends had a birthday party. He was supposed to travel to America for a two-week holiday. That's not happening. We're in England. But his mom had organized a virtual Zoom birthday party and as a surprise, which I thought was a really, really, really great idea. So I thought I'd share two tiny little ones and thank you for... I think Sonia is exactly right. It's just the little things that we do that are going to make this time so much more endurable for each other. So I was putting this episode together and Sonia's message gave me an idea. I have a cute neighbor whose daughter has just recently graduated from college and I was thinking that is such a bummer that she can't after all of these years, you know, walk with her class and receive her diploma. So I called my friend Whitney who does balloons and she dropped balloons on my porch and picked up the check that I left on my porch so that tonight my family can go to this family's home. We'll put the balloons on the porch, we'll back up a good distance so that when the door is open, I don't know, we can say congratulations, happy graduation. Maybe we'll sing dun 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 dun. dun. Maybe we'll just play it on our phone. But either way, we have exactly enough time to make a difference in small ways for each other as we continue to endure this pandemic. Keep praying for those who have suffered at the hand of this virus and for those who are on the front lines fighting it. Do your best, stay positive, and come back next week because I will be here with another episode of Exactly Enough Time. For